It's 315. The play ins are done. The playoffs are around the corner, and we did not spend 30 minutes playing with soundboards on Discord. <laughs> nope. That is not something that happened prior to this episode recording. You're baiting the George Bush rookie card here, okay? <laughs> I, I I know everybody's itching. I've I'm testing your willpower. This is there's going to be a... like who, the, like the people who are not in Discord are just not going to know this this reference. So hey, you know, join. What is it? Discord. Do you even have the Discord.me link somewhere? Discord anywhere? I, okay, somewhere. so the, like someone let's recently said that it didn't work. Uh, the link anymore. I gotta figure out the Discord and me link again. Oh yeah, it's literally right there on but the sidebar. Okay. If if you want to uh, join the Discord still, I think in the last week's episode's YouTube comment, I posted a link, and then there you can join. But I'll also set up the Discord and me at yeah, some yeah. point again. Well, well, we'll figure out the links, and I'll make sure to get that out on socials too, because it's it's the happening place to be if you want to be a absolute degenerate, especially for playoffs. Maybe talk about Overwatch sometimes. Or just get baited into arguments that nobody really is really there to have. Um, but yes, hello, 315. Welcome. Toronto is dead. So is Vancouver. There will be no Canadian representation in the Canadian Grand Finals. Thumbs up. Europe uh, revenge. True. London coming out with a heater. Surprising. Is, was it any? Was that surprising anybody? I, I felt like that was kind of expected. No? I think at the start, it was like pretty unexpected. I think I think like everybody was like okay like they're gonna run Reinhardt it's gonna yeah. be like it'll it, it'll catch a couple of teams off guard right that was definitely mm. something that I think was expected I didn't expect them to continuously be like as good as they were throughout the entirety of the bracket right I think that's yeah. the biggest thing to me is like how just I mean the the composition to me is like something that I like I really enjoy watching a team who's just like very good at a composition right? obviously right. like you know. Back when, like, Chengdu was doing their thing, it was, like, very clear how good they were at that specific thing um, and how well it played catered to, like, the entirety of their hero pools for, like, the players. But, like, this was just, like, I think it was surprising that it, they got as far as they did with that composition and no one figured them out. Now, I mean, Boston, like, maybe you can argue, like, kind of yeah. was able to win, but I think that 3-1 is pretty not really indicative of how the series went. It was actually, like, a lot closer than I think that 3-1 indicates. Um, but yeah, I think that was a team that it, it, a lot of credit goes to them for being able to pull off that composition as continuously and as consistently as they were throughout the entirety of the play. I'd say so. It's good to the, the London's kind of late stage success. Catch you by catch off guard. Um, maybe a little bit. I, I thought like Toronto probably was the slight favorite here. Really? Um, okay. I mean, Toronto all year are just like really good in scrims, and they never get that horsepower on the street. And mm. um, it, it's unfortunate uh, to to some degree because not not because of the outcome, but because you want teams to play their their best uh, that they are capable of, uh, right. also in front of the audience, right? So, a um, little unfortunate there. But yeah, generally, I think like the selection we got off the teams is actually really solid. I'm not sure if you would get, try to get anyone else in other than, yeah, okay, maybe you you cut one APEC team and in, insert one uh, NA team. But even there, I'm not convinced that Toronto is necessarily better, I don't know, than the Infernal. Um, I think we, we actually got the eight best teams uh, over the year and probably also coming into this meta. Yes, and... Rightfully so. You kind of talk about, you know, this is going to be a new meta, right? Obviously, it's been the worst kept secret 
surprising nobody there's gonna be a patch it's gonna be what we play in playoffs it will include zarya um and it will likely include genji from you know the most recent roster moves that uh probably shouldn't be happening but you know here we are um and yeah i think for london in particular for me it was more of like a gut check like okay whoever is advancing past if london advanced past titans then i think they just clear defiant i think that was just a stylistic mismatch um and we can get into the the x's and o's of that and why i was a little bit disappointed with toronto's uh ending of their season but yeah london ryan all the way christopher defending coach of the year back in the playoffs two years straight playoff appearances with probably a shoestring budget credit to them you can't really do much better than that i think this is a w season for them a hundred percent it's also like i think they they have a shot i mean depending on like what the met if they can i think if like the thing is about the new meta is that like i don't know if it'll be figured out by the it's obviously i think a lot of the teams have like compared to like last year where we had playoffs like five days after the patch there are a lot of teams who have been like scrimming i imagine on like what the what the next patch is um and if that's what's going to be there in playoffs then like they've had a lot of time they've probably not had any time against what london is going to run is what i imagine is going to happen like i I don't think that there are teams that are going to be playing ryan to the caliber or to the like, like, why would you practice against, like, Ryan comps when you know that there's just one team that's yep. going to run yeah. it? It was the same yep. thing, like, it was the same thing with Chengdu, where it's, like, it's so hard. So they could very easily, like, find a way to get to top four if they, like, if they can just, if this composition that they're running just manages to beat out whatever, if it's, like, Zarya or Drunker Queen or something like that. It, it's very possible that London kind of can make some sort of Dark Horse Cinderella run. I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility because... There hasn't been a... T- I mean, besides Boston, where it was, like, I think there was a little bit of, like, you know, hands diff some of the time. But, like, there are some teams in their, in their group that I'm like, okay, maybe there's a chance that, like, London just, on any given, you know, day, finds a way to win that series because of the Reinhardt play and, like, this composition that they're in. As much as we want to say, and this will be a very large talking point when we get into the actual, like, London-Toronto head-to-head, like, review of that game... As much as we can say that any team on, like, any given Sunday, like, puncher's chance, London's backline, God bless, sometimes we just find ways to lose. Landon, Mr. Mr. Baptiste himself, looking at you, soloing, uh, solo pushing oh, and solo all things. Midtown, yeah, that was... That was the Midtown was a little egregious, guys, yeah. so I'm not gonna lie, that one was a little, little griefing. A little griefing in my, my ranked games. Um, but before we get into that, I do have some people to thank, those being our patron producers and people who support the show monetarily. If you can't support the show monetarily, leave a like, subscribe, comment, download the podcast, that helps algorithmically at all. It all is... Interactions are good, so if you can spare some that'd be great uh but 315 is brought to you by battle crab refined bean bronze babu how picasso lotion pork chop sammy rex same volume and sugar high and our youtube members blave bliss imdrw brother adam l ice ham jello fire element six and ak we're there already we might as well talk about it london toronto final game of the sort of regular season the, the play-ins if you will um a clash of styles being the reinhardt tp heavy you know sim play versus the only team left in north america running bapillari super fun exciting matchup kenobi kind of walk me through what you feel like happened um i think with the toronto and with the with the london matchup i mean i think that 
to me, the biggest thing that I was like worried about was like when I saw Hydron play Bastion as much as he did, right? And it's not to okay. say that like Hydron's probably bad at Bastion, right? I think the problem to me was that like it felt very handshake, where it's like I think that they were like really, really heavily focused on like we need something to break shield, and we need like to find like some way to be able to do that because uh, potentially Sojourn. Uh, soldier, things like that just don't get the job done in time. And Bastion, it's very easy to just kind of just hit your left shift and then just, you know, instant kill a shield or something like that. But it, it was a pretty heavily outmatched Bastion uh, differential here. I think Sparker just, a lot of the times, I think was whenever it was like a Bastion v. Bastion mashup, it was, I think, um, Sparker getting a lot of the value, which isn't like necessarily the fault on Hydron because Sparker's behind a shield a lot of the time. It's not like he, like he just has that ability to just sit there and not have to worry about anything, which to me, again, like is kind of worrying when I saw, I was like, okay, but like, if you're going to handshake Bastion like this, you're not going to win the matchup. You straight up yeah. just don't have that ability to, if you're not playing Ryan yourself, like, right? Because the, the shield is there. It's a 1600 health shield. It's going to stay there forever. Yes, you have some extra poking power with Alari and stuff like that, but you have a May on the other side as well, which was, I mean, to be fair, I think Spectra played very well. Like, yeah. I, for all that he, like, had to do in terms of, like, using walls effectively, I think Spectra did a lot in terms of giving, keeping them in the series, but... For me, it just felt like very handshaky from Toronto. It felt very much mm. like, okay, we're just going to try and opt into a similar matchup to you. Yes, we're going to bring out Alari, but in the long run, I don't really think it did anything. It did them many favors, right? I think that it yeah. probably would have been better. I would have liked to have seen a change at some point, right? Because they stayed on the same composition, I think, the entire series. I don't remember any huge swaps from them i think they just ran the same thing for four maps yeah i think they may have swapped off may for a hot little bit for like a sim but it didn't last long like it was yeah. pretty much just clearly specter was on may duty and his may was good like i remember yeah. watching that in in Discord. everybody was there i think specter was definitely like a highlight um where there just wasn't much life um outside of london kind of just flubbing a couple things um and kind of giving them midtown uh, a map type yeah, that I, right. I you know we talked about last show with custa and it wasn't you know i i don't like this map for them i think it's a pretty clear like weakness but it's also like a very clear game plan for them like it, it is like it is what it is it yeah in a way it is what it is because like they're it it makes sense for why they would want to pick it but they're also just like not they also could have won. I it. mean, they could have won yeah. that map, but London yep. very easily could have three would the series. I think if yep. it wasn't for, I think two literally like game winning walls from Spectra, I think it's just a it's a complete win for like London three the series. Very. Easily. I mean, not to completely step on anybody's toes, but I think like that last fight where London just kind of like is on the high ground, the the gold the box of victory is in the car wash on on B, and they just kind of stand there and wait forever yeah um i like i was calling for a tp shatter i felt like that was what the, like what the play call was and then they just kind of got poked out and burnt too much resources and kind of like got into like a really scrappy fight but um yeah no i think it could have been easily a 3-0 in a couple different universes um i yeah in in much the same way i i was hoping i would see it an adaptation out of toronto because everything leading up to this i was like you guys play too slow you just stand around and shoot and that's going to work against some teams but it's not going to work against like this is a stylistic matchup that you have to adapt to like you are on the back foot coming into this you got to show me something bastion was not what i was expecting yeah. at the very least uh yiska any thoughts there um 
I'm okay. I did some interviews this week, and I'm going to employ the strategy that I give you give you one sneak peek from every interview, <laughs> and one I just got done earlier is with Backbone. Okay, and he talked about um, like a Toronto was the team that gave them the most issues in in preparation that, that's for surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that. They like Toronto was too confident in picking uh, Esperanza into them because, like in the scrim block, they actually uh, performed very well against London, but mm-hmm. London just didn't play well. So they probably picked that into them very confidently, and London just played their usual level and therefore yeah. had pr- a pretty pre- easy time. Um, given that they were actually pretty flab- flabbergasted that they p- picked that into them, just given the uh, comp disparities. So. From that angle, it was actually quite interesting to see. Um, mm. Of course, I also asked, is, it, like, is Toronto actually a bigger threat to you than um, the... Well, uh, like Titans? The, the, yeah, I mean, Titans for sure was easier for them, but uh, okay. th- then Boston. And they, he just said, like, mm. okay, they, they just scrimmed once and like he, he doesn't really know whether... Hard to tell. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard to tell. But yeah. like of the other ones that were playing teams, like Toronto was definitely the one that... Uh, was in contention for them to, or where they thought, okay, that's that's the team that can take the slot from us, right? And yeah, I mean, in the end, it worked out for them, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. And, you know, it's it's interesting that he kind of brings up Esperanza because I think on this first fight, like the first neutral fight here, um, you can kind of see them enact the game plan that I kind of was hoping to see from them for the entirety of the series. It just never really got off the page it never really started that's the kind of worry that i had with toronto is that they never really get to do anything because london just tps and just runs it at you mm-hmm. and you never get to have a majed kind of spread out a little bit you never get to have uv maybe get like a, a cheeky angle here or have you know hydron on like sojourner soldier kind of like they never get an opportunity to play angles because london is just so proactive like they're they're going yeah. to like do something with their tp and that's another thing that's like really cool about like how good they've gotten with this strategy is you never really are sure what they're going to do with TP. Are they going to send five? Are they going to send just backbone? Like, where is it placed? What can you read from that? Are they going to send anybody? If you go back and you look at Midtown, the, the second round of their attack, I, the, one of the ways that they win the fight is they, they catch them looking, they catch Toronto on a bait TP. They don't send anybody. And Hydron goes to like punish the, the rotation and nobody goes through and they're all just looking at him and he gets picked. Like, they're very tricky with how like it, it is very one dimensional because it is centered around TP and only TP. But it's so branching off of like that one like that one vein goes so many different directions that it's really fucking hard to kind of wrap your head around. And I don't fault Toronto for that. The only thing I fault is that there wasn't any kind of mid match adaptation. I think the Same thing- with the shadow, by the way. Like the the directional shadows oh, yeah. with the TP are so yeah, nasty. Yes. Like if he actually yeah. executes those, like it's almost impossible to block. It's yeah, think, those are tough. I think the other thing that's like really good about London is that the decisiveness is like the word that I think that, and I think this is only can be from a team that's like this coordinated together, right? Because yes. you, I mean, it looked like it was very much like no matter what the decision is, right? I think mm. just as, as long as the five people are making the decision together, it's it's like it's gonna have yes. a much higher chance of working right there were a lot of times where i would like look at toronto and it just felt like okay we're, we're just kind of pressing buttons right we're, we're just yeah. kind of going in and with london it felt very everything feels like very very 
planned and like action like action oriented right it's like okay we're gonna tp in we're gonna not tp in but as a five-man unit we know what we're gonna do is like together as a unit like i think that that's probably the thing that makes them as deadly right and like can give them these um ups over other teams who are like maybe not as coordinated as they are because like in the mid fight as well like this te- there are tons of times during this series and during the Vancouver series where like Hottie dies first instantly bam yeah, just instantly yeah. dead and then the other four players are so good at like being able to stay alive and like win 4v5s like whether it's like between the usage of like I think Backbone does a very good job specifically of like when he uses wall like I, I know Symmetra's kind of like a haha funny hero and like you know, skill expression isn't necessarily something that's tied to a hero like Symmetra, but the way that, like, he uses a lot of his abilities, I think, especially, you know, given the TPs and things, but also his wall usage, I think, is, like, incredibly, like, well-placed. Every time I saw one, usually, during the series, it was in, like, a perfect moment, whether to win back a 4v5, because it is, like, an extremely disgusting ultimate in mid-fight, right? You just blow up a wall that's worth like 5,000 health and you're Symmetra and you can just sit behind it beaming people and that's exactly how they would win some of these fights like off the back end. Like this one, like kind of what we're seeing right now where it's like, I don't think Hottie's in this fight and then like Symmetra ball just goes up, they're still alive and then Hottie ends up coming back and they win. Like this was, I think... It's such a scramble of a fight. It's it's, it's wild to me like how good this team is in the scramble too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, I think, you know, the coaching deserves a lot of props but the players deserves a lot of props too for being able to like keep calm under pressure like that. Yeah, it's what's kind of eerie about all of this. Um, and I think we we give a lot of flack to a lot of teams for not making content. But I, the one thing that I will say that Toronto has done well, they haven't done a lot of it this season, but I know they've done it in the past. Um, their source code, like in the locker room, look like their TSM legend style videos, right? Um, this season has actually been pretty candid. Um, and in so much so that it was kind of eerie that there was a segment in their last, I think, episode two of Source Code of this year. Um, there's an, a segment dealing with London in their approach to the midseason madness. And it was word for word what I assumed the coaching was leading up to this match. It was Kasaurus and crew talking about them being proactive, how good they are when they're proactive, how they need to kind of trust in their own mechanics because they are so good. London shouldn't be able to just walk all over them and they kind of just do. And it was like weirdly like if you told me that was if you clipped that out of context and told me that was from the locker room from the plans, I probably would believe you. Like it was like weirdly accurate as to like how the lower bracket final for the 2023 plans ended up happening. Like it was very, very bizarre. So shout outs to Toronto Defiant for making some very like good and candid content kind of goes into like their moves of, you know, speedily and OG and like the roster shuffle there. Kind of interested to see if they continue that. Um, obviously their season's over, um, but I would love to see like what happened um, internally because it, everything that I think we kind of speculated was happening kind of is explained here. It was it was a lot of just and and Yiska kind of rightly points out early on that like these are kind of this was like the scrim warlord team like that was always doing extremely well in scrims. Yeah. That's you know partially a pun because Adam Adamu talked about how they were going to win the championship and obviously they can't. Um, but they they did well. But unironically, they were a good scrim team, and for whatever reason, be it because they played 
it was it was difficult for them. My my prognosis is that I would imagine this is a team that plays extremely loose in scrims, but tightens up and kind of gets a little rigid in in the play, like official play. That would be my guess. Is that like you have Hydron, you have these big personalities. They're just kind of playing scrims. They're having fun with it. They're 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 in play mode. And then once officials comes, they suit up and it's like, no, that's not that's not how you're good. You're good when you're playing. You're good when you're loose. You're taking flanks. You're making a play like that's what you need. And I feel like that's exactly what Kasora says when he talks about them being proactive in the midseason madness. So, um, yeah, sucks to see. Um, it doesn't it, it doesn't surprise me. I was pretty confident in that in predicting that matchup. But, um, yeah, it's it's sad to see that, you know, the home team doesn't get to go to their own yeah, event, yeah. you know. That's yeah, that's so. a rough one for sure. I also, in some ways, I kind of wish they would just like in a in a world, and this is like very cynical. I kind of hope that the I, I kind of wish that the league was a little rigged, so that like we could get like a fully sold out like Toronto home crowd, and we get the booze and we get the cheers. Like you've got at least they that were going really good for us last year too. Like yeah, I, the Toronto fans yeah. were really good mm-hmm. last year when uh, I went to the summer shutdown. Um, yeah, some are so done because it's in the same place, and they 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 were really, mm. really good in terms of like the fan experience. So, I, it, it is <clears throat> sad to not be the, the the thing is like, yes, Toronto didn't play up to their full potential, but they also didn't totally underperform. I think like over the entire weekend, I'm actually no, not so. not no. at all like as disappointed in them as I was in the show. They shock. were really close to that. Bo- I mean, that Boston series was literally yes. like... Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. By the way, like that's actually ridiculous that they lost that one. Yeah. Um, I think they, there's they no had, world like, that where they showed. felt like they... I mean, unless Lee like Lee Jae gone, I think if he doesn't literally, I think, save the game at the end there, the, it's, it's yeah. Toronto that goes through. And then Boston goes to lower bracket and then... They probably... They probably also go through. But like that, yes. that series with Toronto was, I mean, insanely close. Like I... I it was unreal to me that they were they lost that. And, yeah. and like I guess I guess that's like the the other thing is just like, man, they had to I, I wonder like how much they used in that series, right? That was like that's a brutal one to lose. Like I think there's definitely like momentum lost. Yeah. When you kind of lose in such a close matchup and you I mean, maybe I'm looking too deep into things, but you know that you're gonna probably fair off against you know a team that stylistically is going to like kind of have your number where it's like boston by rights isn't as explosive just their composition is not going to explode on you so you're you're stained around and shoot comp with incredible shooters like hydron like spectra like sir majed you know they're able to really impact the game and you could feel that in that match there's there's a reason why they were so good in that match it's because stylistically they were probably a little favored right when you're playing against this tp ryan bullshit like yeah. you're just gonna get run on and you never get a chance to like play any angles it's just five men in your face <laughs> most of the time and it sucks uh yeah I, I was really hoping to see something out of toronto because i really liked both london and toronto i wasn't necessarily super like sad if either sh- one made through bro they would have been so good in the next if the next meta was like junker queen uh spectron genji like that, that yeah i think they could have competed for sure that team would have been pretty yeah. good i think in the meta but I don't know, you know, how good, but not, like, they would have been like, able to field it. They would have piloted yeah, they, it well. They would have. Sure. I mean, if, if we were talking about how, if this is a meta where it's like the Genji is the carry, yeah, uh, Spectre would have been very good. I think that would that would have hmm. been something that really would have helped for sure. They were 
Yeah. But they're not, so. They're not. Unlucky. We do have Boston and London advancing. They're not the only team advancing out of the play-ins. From the East, there has been a name drawn from the hat. I mean, honestly, it was only two teams really trying to compete. Everybody else basically kind of phoned it in. Um, looking at you, Guangzhou Charge. Um, comes down to the Dallas Fuel and the Soul Dynasty. Dallas taking things. Um, How are they going to do it again, man? How are they going to lotto another meta that just... <laughs> that's it, it bonkers to me. At least this <laughs> one makes a lot of sense as to like, oh, if Dallas actually defends, this makes perfect sense. Last meta, it was like, well, Edison's like kind of good. And, well, we'll see him on Genji sometimes. And then they come out and they just like go gangbusters, right? This one is like, okay, this is obviously a real threat to like everybody who's attending playoffs because you get Han Benzare, you get Sparkle Genji, you get Edison back on Sojourn. Bliss is... Lucio has been fantastic since the kid's been 15. Like, this is... this is You could not make a better meta for this team. It feels like. Yeah, I don't think... I, I, I think the one outlier that a lot of people talk about is MCD. I, I don't... I, like, and it's for someone who hasn't watched like APAC like, too much, I watched like, a lot mm-hmm. of the plans, but like... MCD doesn't seem as like heavy as an anchor as people... Yeah, I think make him out to believe. I don't think he's gonna really be so much of a problem that like it supersedes four of probably the best players on their role, yeah. like in Overwatch, right? Like I don't. I mean, Sojourn for Edison is probably gonna be a little bit more of a tricky kind of ask for him to keep pace with a lot of the other um, Sojourns, but he did last year. I mean. He kept this and that's is really true. All, he, I just, he just needs to keep pace, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of this will come down to Sparkle and, and Hanbin. Like, yeah. if, if it is going to be a Genji meta, it's going to be Sparkle, you know, doing his thing. Arguably, I think you can make like top five, probably Genji all, all time. time. I think I we're, could, I don't I think that. you can make an argument for that. Uh, he's definitely up there. If you don't want to put him in the top five, he's definitely like a very, sure. very talented Genji player. And then Hanbin is starting to probably get towards being one of the best off tank or i mean off tank doesn't really exist as a role anymore it, i think it still kind of does for some of the players but i mean probably one of the best tanks we've ever seen in overwatch league and now gets two of his best heroes because junker queen has been floating around the meta as well right then it's the zarya so like doesn't really this, matter this team is gonna go fucking insane in this meta i mean yeah. I, I if it is what is predicted everyone needs to fucking watch out i mean He's kind of a tricky one. Just get any thoughts on Dallas advancing? I mean, yes, it's like very scary, but I would also think uh-huh. there's there's nothing that could have been worse for this team than them facing the one APEC team they can scrim against in true. round one. Yes, like, who do you true. even scrim against right now, right? Like, it's, ha- it's Spark. Are you going to, like, split Spark blocks, like... One for one for Dallas, one for Infernal, one for Dallas, one for Infernal. It's like it's not optimal, right? And from no. what I know, they're like they're also not flying out this week, but that could be wrong. Um, yeah, the scrim situation is not ideal. Uh, there's another couple of shenanigans where th- what's interesting is apparently the um, PPA access is bound to the seed that you've been assigned by the draft. So there's some challenges there. It's, 
yeah, it's it's going to be hard for this team to prepare for this meta. I'm sure like they, there is some benefit to you know contenders teams in Korea still being yeah. fairly active and admittedly also not too far away from um, the what overall the level. Is. That said, I think they're on the patch. Though, the, yeah, yeah, on the I patch. So. But the problem is like O2 is out, right? Like they're taking a break. Yeah, and then. Um, like who's there that realistically? Poker yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. There's like, it's just not the quality of like screaming the t- top three teams sure. that already have practiced this meta for the long- longest time, right? It's just like a mm-hmm. downgrade, which is already comes on top of the perceived in, um, you know, deficit that APAC has had over the NA region. So. While I agree that on paper all of this works in favor uh, for Dallas, I think the environment is still not amazing for them. For still sure. an uphill. There's hill definitely battle. some challenges. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, harder group like group group B, group two, yeah, group however B you want to look at it. Like that's that's a, gonna be a bloodbath to get out of because none of those teams are slouches. Um, maybe Infernal is probably maybe the write-off one, and I don't even know if I want to write them off. I mean, they're gonna you know play mean? so. <laughs> Yeah, of course they're gonna play, but it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna tier list, you know, the groups, it's like okay. Yeah, group B is the group of death for sure. Yeah, you know, I it's, it's particular. Somebody's got to be the worst <laughs> in the group, and it's Two likely in gotta be. I mean, the fact that we're gonna have a group of Seoul, Dallas, yeah, Houston, and Mayhem, and there are two teams that potentially don't get through out of those. That's yeah. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> significant. I mean, and it very easily could be like a Houston just not making it. You know, if, if Dallas is gonna be Indeed. as good as they are. One of those two NA teams is not going to make it to the top four. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. Like, if I'm now thinking about this even more, like these mm-hmm. Apex tech teams are so boned because they're coming in, in to NA. Then you mm-hmm. look at the feasible scrim opponents that they could scrim. Right? They're not yeah. getting the top scrims, so Atlanta is probably out. Maybe even Boston is out. Have fun scrimming against what Gunba called the the bracket terrorists, London. <laughs> that are not giving you adequate I mean, practice yeah, for yeah. what you're going scrim, to face scrim, scrim some of the collegiate teams. Scrim uh, one of the fishermen, one of the five fishermen teams that they have. Is <laughs> five teams? Uh, they have a lot of teams. Jesus. Um, or like Maryville, I guess. Northwood. You know. That's probably what you're going to be getting. Shoutouts Northwood. Shoutouts Rutgers. Another team that you could scrim. Yeah, I mean, it's, that would be. It's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Yes. But keep in mind, like. We think of these matters and whatnot as too rigid, probably, because like when realistically has there been a la- the last time a hard meta was actually played on all maps and no, oh, there was sure. no yeah. v- variety or, like at all. I think like especially in Overwatch two, we've been pretty good about like mm-hmm. having some variety, and I think there the creativity of Dallas can shine, right? Um, yeah. You know, Mayhem's going to do some silly stuff. Mayhem's Inferno will likely do shit. some silly stuff. You know, you Mag Hammond, bro, bring it out. I mean, that's like you want to poo-poo APAC. You know, everybody wants to shit on APAC, but it's like, bro, Infernal is like the most Western team in APAC. Like, if you look at Spark, like <laughs> they don't you know they're going to do the they're same fucking do, thing yeah. every map. It doesn't matter. Well, they're I, like I, the I standard mean, team. Yeah, if I see Gusha come out on, <laughs> if I see Gusha come out on Zarya, I think it's cooked. Like, yeah, I, I don't bet. have faith in the team even given the fact that like everybody else on that team gets their like best play best hero like mm-hmm. significantly um i'm not unless shy again i mean we saw last year Sai showed uh shy on sojourn just i think literally will his team to victories that's the time i i and did if it kind wasn't of... for one fucking 
sleep true. dart that wasn't aimed yep. at him, by the yep. way. That spark go a lot farther in, uh, uh, I think, mid uh, mayhem. What was Mid-season it? Mid-season madness. madness? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did get. He did do a little bit of a get down, Mister President, yeah. and get in front of a, a a bullet that was not intended for him. Um, the one thing I will say about kind of predicting how this meta will look, especially when it pertains to Edison, that it was something you kind of brought up, Kenobi. Um, last year, we did have a gigantic scientist running at people's faces and creating a lot of space. This year, if we think about it and we're thinking about it the right way, we don't really have the same sustained presence let's call it mm-hmm. that a winston gives you we have a tiny little cyborg twink ninja who gets double bubbled and kind of runs at you and that's got to be enough to kind of present you enough angles to like just clap kids yeah it's either you- it's either that or your shy merit lip and you're just gonna run it down somebody's throat like marshawn lynch and you're just gonna be like you're, you're gonna have to deal with me sometime you know what i, I mean I agree, but also last year we had Jotes, which Edison was also in, and that is not a meta where Fair. you had a giant yeah. monkey running at you. That was, I mean, he wasn't, I think, as good in Jotes. That was very much, I think, Sparkle Hobbin. Yeah. Um, but again, it was it was more to it me. Wasn't bad. Jo- it's just it's just you need to. I don't need Edison to be shy, right? Edison does no. not need to be shy on this team. In if the meta is going to be like this heavily like you know if we if you are going with the theory that it is going to be sojourn genji zarya junker queen and then lucio bap edison doesn't need to to really play like off the off the walls there are going to be teams who are going to have you know their sojourn player pop the fuck right. off i think but when you have sparkle and hanbin i think you can as long as you just aren't like actively griefing your team i think you can be pretty fine and that's what edison's yeah. going to do i mean it's what he did uh, pretty much the second back half of the season, right? The last yeah. year on fuel. Yep, hundred percent. You know, he wasn't he wasn't the the proper the the shy. You know, if we if we really look at, God bless, we can't see the stats anymore. But you know, statistically speaking, you know, from my memory, it it wasn't like he leapt off the page. It was more of just like a team yeah. performance, just being better, and that kind of you know the the tide raises the boats together and whatever kind of kitschy proverb you're gonna throw out there um but yeah that that's the only thing that i'm kind of slightly worried about for dallas is like okay if there's gonna be a style of sojourn can edison kind of adapt to that because if he needs to be more proactive and kind of playmaking is that something that he's gonna be comfortable doing or at least be like good at because now we're getting to like you know the 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 top of the top where it's like okay are you gonna you know are you gonna match up with Lipwell? Are you gonna match up with Shywell? Like, is are those things that you are ready to like deal with? Because now they're we don't have fearless running it down on proper, popping you know primal rage and just juggling him around and just getting in his face, right? Um, we'll see. Um, any concerns for you in Dallas, Jessica? Other than you know the the pre-established stuff. Um, I. I'm not sure. Like, uh, there's always the ben- and I think we'll we'll get into it uh, when we talk about player substitutions. But I, I mean, it's all the rage now. It's it's one of the tools that everyone has to do. I feel like they sure. could have probably. I'm not sure, like, how feasible that is. Always to bring like in better players and destroy synergy. That's 
gained over the season, but in some position mm-hmm. it is good. And I feel like on the flex support position, there could have been some improvement, but I also don't know who you would bring in realistically at this point. So Yeah. It's like, do you grab Iris? Can you can't. You grab Iris? You can't. Right? He yeah. Had an uh, oh, yeah. active Overwatch PSA by August. Oh, 20th. you know who I think you maybe should grab? Who? Simple. True. <laughs> that would be so my that, that would be a shot. I think, you know, doing prep work for this season. I think he fucking just surprised me. I, I've heard obviously Herix and you guys talked so about, real. you know, so hyping him up. He was like the next someone for, for you guys and simple. Yeah, he's the fucking truth. Him and Iris, I feel like you can turn off nameplates and you're like, yeah, no, these are maybe like Overwatch League players and one of them is right and the other one just never got a shot and might not get a shot, weirdly enough. So, yeah, uh, MCD, not a bad player, but, you know, now we're getting to some excellent players and we'll see. I, and, and I agree, Kenobi, I don't think it'll weigh them down too much. But speaking of a team that did kind of get a little weighed down by other supports, God bless, Soul Dynasty, Chef's Kiss, rest, you know, Rest, rest quietly, sweet I princess. I for Bellis Rhea, man. I mean. <sighs> yeah. Unreal. I think he's the, the one person on Arissa where I was like, this dude's carrying from this position. Mm-hmm. Like, which I, is which he, is crazy to say because I... that's just fucking, like, not fun to watch at all. Really? Oh, I feel like most Arissas are just bad, and watching I mean, a good yeah, one is, like, like so, so refreshing. Know, yeah, I mean, I, I think... But that's most tanks. Dynamic is the word I would use for Bellis Rhea. I sure. like the... Yeah, I wish I had stats left, but, like... The amount of, like, spears he hit, right, was, yeah. like, just high... Like, it wasn't just, like, oh, he's just throwing him out. These are, like, high-value ones, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude is just... Was fucking insane, and, like, very... A very big part of why Soul was able to be so good um, yeah. was Bellisria, but... Yeah, the backline did not do them a favor. No. And that's that's the kind of one that's a little, like, inexcusable for me, um just too many missed lamps and some of these are a credit to bliss these are bliss like booping bastion during wheels outside of the lamp range them getting the picks off of that like that that is a proactive play that you have to give to bliss not necessarily shame dynasty but there are a couple especially on control that's like oh if the lamp was just like a half second earlier or if you know bellisria you know we have audio listeners you don't get to have the beautiful wonderful producing that eric is giving us god bless um there's a moment here on uh soul dynasty's defense i think their first fight on point a defense where bellos Rhea unironically just sends it into the tp and just it's burnt he just gets cooked and takes the absolute longest way possible to get back to his team they it forces out their own lamp and they lose because of it you know what i mean so it's like yes and i think he improved over the season for me Bellis Rhea, that is, but like there is still that 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 playmaker inside of him that is very much like the dynasty lived by Bellis Rhea and they certainly died by it. Like that's you, the first fabulous fighter coming out. A hundred percent. And if if you look no further than literally their opening game versus the Infernal, like some of the worst Overwatch I think we saw all season that wasn't just from like a bottom two team, especially in NA Vegas. I'm looking at you. Um, you know, it like it was that was a toilet bowl that was not expected to be a toilet bowl. They've just kind of pooped back and forth forever until Bellis Rhea just came out on Doomfist and like just slapped him up a little bit. So it's like the kid is like mechanically gifted. That is undeniable. And we saw that last year with him on Wrecking Ball, like a, a wonderful addition to Philly. Right. Am I remembering that right? Bellis Rhea was Philly's ball player. Yes. yes. 
Okay. Yeah. I thought that he Wait, was fantastic. Was it Philly? Yeah. 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 I know. You're right. Time, you're right. Time's you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so it's Dynasty had everything kind of going for them. It was just like a couple of mistakes too many. Um, and I don't like if you replay that a hundred times, I think that three one scoreline is a little too absent. Um, I don't, I didn't really particularly care for, uh, the looks that Dallas were showing me. There were some that I was like, okay, that's really good. They feel comfortable. And then as you know, Kenobi and I kind of were reviewing this, um, prior to the show, there's a moment where, uh, Hanbin is just like giving them all of the angles on point C of Eichenwald. And they kind of just run in and it's really weird and all over the place. There's, there's moments where Dallas just doesn't look like Dallas in a meta that I feel like Rush should kind of get a hold of them. Um, but it doesn't matter because we're walking into Zarya. So haha, funny Mickey Mouse patch. Woo! Did you, did you catch that game, Yiska? Fueled Dynasty? Um, I... I think I, I was so like pots. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. it was, it was, yeah, there were a lot of times where Dallas did, I think, look kind of shaky, and I think it was a lot due to, unfortunately, MCD. <laughs> I think there were a lot of times where I wasn't particularly happy with okay. him. Um, in general, though, I think that, like, this is going to be a completely different team that we see, because of the fact that, like, I yep. think the meta is going to be completely shifted. And, like... Yep. We're not going to see Sigma. I very much highly doubt we're going to see Bastion after the changes that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, Probably not. So, you know. It shouldn't... It, it Like, the any kind of criticism that you can levy towards Dallas right now probably just gets washed. And that's going to basically yeah. kind of have to be a, a, a prior reset. Coach, so. It is. And I think that's been... I think... Everything that Dallas has done to try to a keep the team together, keep the coaching staff, you know, working with the same players that has benefited them more than pretty much anything. Um, I don't think if you have a change in coaching staff that they maybe even make it out of APAC. Um, You know, I don't think they have the season that they do because let's face it, they weren't like the best team, but they were fine enough to get here. And that's kind of all you need to do. You don't need to be fantastic. You just have to get to playoffs. And then you just get tested on a new... You just get pop quizzed, you know? And that's that's the gamble you take in this eSport. You just need to get to playoffs. And they got there. And that's that's all you can ask for. For a team, for the defending champions, you got to the dance, and look, you're probably going to be rewarded for it. Yeah. So, credit to them. Love, love that we get to see at least a defense. Sad that we don't get to see Toronto. Sad that, you know... Titans, unfortunately, were eliminated. Um, a lot of those those NA play-in games, very close. Very close. Justice took yeah. a lot of teams close. Like, this was... Vancouver took London close. What, yeah, what yeah. a disappointment by Shock, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that doesn't shock uh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I hate... Well, shock was just uh, so sad watching that team just... Another... Imp- capitulate yep, during yep. that London series. Oh, I... they I think they came in capitulated. Like, I mean, that was, yeah... No, I, actually, I, I don't know. They were going to win that series, I think. Ge- genuinely, I think really? after map one and during, like, Midtown, like, they were playing pretty well. And they were very, like, signif- not significantly, but I think that there was, like, a pretty 
Like, they were not playing as bad as they did throughout the rest of the tournament. The second that, like, second C9 happens mm -hmm. on Midtown, just completely shatters the team. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously, what happened was they had a very egregious C9. But the team, like, wasn't playing bad, I, I think. And I, I don't know, uh, Joe, did you watch or... I did not catch that game, no. I think Yiska might have been. Yeah, we, I, I, been watching we watched it. it yeah, yeah. In the Discord, I did, they weren't playing that bad the first like couple parts of the Midtown, and also no, um, the control that they won, they weren't playing bad. And then just the 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 C nine happens, and then proper types GG, and, and it's just fucked. It's just completely fucked. They look like a in, like an insanely different team. Like that team, mm. I've never seen a team. I don't think just. Boom is hard. Go boom is hard, like visually, right? That's mm. it, like you could literally. I feel like you could literally see it not only in the match chat but in the play. It just looked like they like completely just fucking were so done with everything. Like they they, they just couldn't go anywhere. I I, I want to wild to me. I want to throw the Siska because I think he'll remember it, and that's not a shade to you, Kano, because this is a, a little bit <laughs> of a throwback. It, it's it's a little bit of a deep cut, so I want to kind of throw this to him. Was would you say that this was the most visually boomed you've seen a team when compared to like the O2 Blast Element Mystic reverse sweep where they actually just shit the bed in the contenders like play the quarterfinals, I think. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's yeah. like the OG Sparkle Fearless and they're like actively like shitting their pants yeah, yeah. on stage. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty comparable. Wow. I will also say um Okay, from my point of view, mm -hmm. that is an egregious mistake to make. Especially if your player that is currently clutching up is telling you to just fucking touch the payload, okay? Right. In second order, it's not okay that proper, like what proper said. And of course, there's always yeah, the benef benefit of the doubt of like, you know, the, the language barrier and how it's meant to be. Uh, interpreted that said like to write like i even told them blah 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 uh get on the payload and they don't oh jeez. Um, and then you type done gg <laughs> at the same time by the way in, in my mind is like he's good enough to get away with this okay <laughs> i yeah. think i think there's as as problematic as doing that is it's also egregious to see nine this badly uh -huh. and then smile like Rancor did. I think like that all of that is just, yes, that's probably I mean, his coping me mechanism, but this yeah, is not what say. I want from uh, competitors, uh, like the attitude. And m maybe it's like not like a haha, -ha, but more like a oh, oops, you know, as like someone a, who. As someone who is like, who, who I have a very bad habit of smiling when I'm very nervous. Right, mm -hmm. like if I, you know, if I've gone to a, if sometimes like uh, if I like, you know, I've been to a funeral a couple. Of, I, I'll just like, it's really bad like publicly, but it's just mm -hmm. like I don't know. I get what super to do. Nervous. Yeah. I don't know what to do. So I would give Renko like, especially if he's like, especially if that's like, you know, now it's, it's like, kind of his personality to be fair. But like, yeah, it's it's not the messaging. Like, it, it is like again visually, it's like really bad. But yeah. like, I would I would give as someone who has like the same kind of if i'm not saying that's what renko is like doing but like this is something that i it could be like, a possible, possible. explanation yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't it doesn't definitely look good but yeah yeah that's Ooh. just you know so. and, and it's also something i as a teammate would get pissed off by sure 
Uh, yeah, I, sure. I think definitely it's like, you know, why are you smiling? We just yeah. lost. Or, you know. I do feel for him because, again, like, neither him or Luke are really put in a position to, like, super succeed. Like, it was kind of like a last That's chance. Like, true, let's, yeah. let's figure it out with Shock. Maybe the addition is going to help things kind of revamp. And it kind of did for a little bit. But as I was prepping for plans, it's like... It's better, but it's still the same problem of like everybody's kind of on the same or on different pages for a little bit. And then they kind of get it together for like one fight and then it's kind of just real loose again. And like they don't really have any idea what to do with Max and the tank line is just kind of all over the place. And I just it it, it yeah, nothing was nothing about this was like going to be surprising if for whatever reason the Zarya patch hits prior if the Zarya patch was the play in patch. I think this is a very different story that we're talking about. I think shock look much different because you can give proper the ball. You know what I mean? Like you can just give one of the, if not the best player in the game, the ball and just let him cook. And that will be more impactful than just like watching him wheels and go GG. You know, Danny was trying, like he was really hard carrying yeah. for a couple of, I think he, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's just that team was just, I felt like from the get, the whole Max Junbin thing, I'll never kind never of understand. understand. I, and, like, I, I understood it to an extent at, like, the start of the season, like, in Pro-Am, when they were, like, still looking pretty weird. Sure, you're in Korea, you're on ping, maybe the first paying. couple games, yeah, it's a little you're rough. Like, you're not feeling great. And, like, even at that beginning of the season, I was like, okay, maybe they're just trying to find something here. Sure. Um, this but as it did go... I think, right? Yeah, as it went forward, I was just like, you gotta pick one, right? There's yeah. no way... Because I, I remember very specifically, he sang in an interview, or Finn it might have been, um, in an interview doing Pearl, and was like, oh yeah, we like, you know, Junbin's the best at Hammond, Max is the best at Zarya, and they're both the, like equally good at everything else. So we kind of just switch it up, because they were asked about it. And to me, that's not a good answer. Like, yeah. I, it's it's like, I think you need to find, like, some sort of consistency, mm-hmm. and if you're just, like, throwing in players and, like, maybe different maps, but, like, even then, I'm just, like, it still doesn't optically look like it makes any sense to do. Right? Oh, and it, historically, it never has. Yeah. You know, think think back no further than, like, the Houston, like, what was it, Rappel and uh, Raucous, like, meme, where it was like, oh, oh well, there's, yeah. their styles are gonna be, and, like, <laughs> Dream... If you're, I, there's no shot you're listening to this. You know, hope you're doing well. That never fucking made sense to me. And I know that, like, you and Harsha probably tried to figure it out, and there probably was logic there. I, I just didn't make sense. It, it never really kind of lined up. Um, it, it felt like a little bit of overcoaching, if anything. Um, and it feels like that was kind of what happened with the shock as well, where it's like you're trying Max, to play optimally, but Max was the team on is an support optimal. again, by the way, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I yeah, saw. I, mean, they, I saw they, the they, starting lineup, and I'm they like, didn't okay. Play Renko the second. The, I mean, yes. I I which is which is, all, which is also really like not yeah. great optically, right? Where it's like that that yes. that feels very much like a proper le game g- and bench le, le, le GM called and said, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm not playing this guy anymore. Get Mike Bibby off my team. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't want to do this. The the thing <laughs> that I cannot. <laughs> get over in this entire yeah. situation seeing how that played out is what if vega was allowed to be signed i do sure yeah yeah they, they all of the problems are solved right for for those of you who, who who might not be aware of like vega and like what he he is i think at this point 
I, I'm going to say probably the, the most talented uh, flex support, or not, I think actually just support, because Vega can play both, like, all the main supports, and also has, like, relatively good mechanics and good aim to play the flex supports as well. He, like, he plays, like, Zen, and he's actually really good at it. Like, every time I watch Vega, I'm like, fuck, man, if that is, if that's Vega, like, this team has so many problems solved. They're, they're pretty much yeah. set when it comes to uh, their support role, right? Because I think Renko is, like, you know, Lucio player, and I think he can play, like, a couple of other things, but, like, Vega plays every, so you get mm -hmm. that fixed then you can kind of work with Finn and like Luke and have some options there if you want to go like double flex support, but even then Vega's sure. still around. So like it, it is, I think very tragic that Vega wasn't able to play this season and because he's definitely deserving of it. Like, I think if we're, if we're going to be talking about like players and contenders who like should be in L, I think Vega is yeah. absolutely one of them. And, no hand, no and question. Keep in mind if for those that haven't followed that uh, entire situation, like the, he just wasn't eligible. Like it sounded like he was eligible, then the league reconsidered, and then he was in the end, and therefore Shock had to like find someone else, and then they got Renko and Lukmino in to in order to fill the role. It, it, ideally, like you just after Windame leaves, you you just get uh, Vega in, and it solves a ton of your issues. I, yep. I think like the season looks looks very different if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, partially because you start winning, right? <laughs> like if this is uh, if this kid is unironically going to just be like a better hands upgrade to use the metaphor that you used earlier, Kenobi. If Homie has just better hands, mm -hmm. and you start winning. And you start building momentum and you start to kind of because I again, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again for a lot of these teams that just boom. It's just a lost classroom. Krusty can't Krusty. It doesn't matter if it's Krusty or if it's God themselves speaking directly through an apostle to this team. They will not hear you. Mm -hmm. The classroom is lost. You need something to change, whether it's players yeah. or if it's. Yeah. unironically taking out Le GM, right? <laughs> like, something has to change to get the classroom back under control. If it's winning, that comes partially with Vega as well. If you can get that early enough, you build enough momentum, everybody, the morale, the feeling, the culture of the team yeah. starts to kind of repair. You come into the upper bracket finals, it's a different story. I do, I do like the fact that Shock did switch pretty significantly, though. I think they do deserve credit for, like, pulling the trigger. Because, they tried, like, yeah. getting rid of Hisang, big deal. I mean, Hisang wasn't looking good and, like, went over to yeah. the Shock yeah. and or went over to Titans. Looks like a ton better, and I think it is... Um, telling? It is telling how much, like, I think their hero pools did clash. Because I didn't think they would, like, as much as yeah. it felt like it. I think Hisang on Sombra was just a complete, just... A disaster, for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I mean, Probe is fine. He wasn't, like, I wasn't, you know, doesn't jump off the page in terms of, like, how he's played. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the fact that they did make those changes does indicate that they were, like, actually... It's still, like, I don't know if, like, even getting Vega, like, it, it fixes a good amount of stuff, but also, like, does it fix the DPS problem? Yeah. Does it fix the tank problem? Probably not, right? Obviously, winning would... You know, winning cures all ales, I think, but, like, there are still problems that this team would have had that, like, I think they make playoffs for sure, but, like, how much further do they go than that, I would be pretty worried hey, about. just getting the playoffs, you know, if, if we're going to, like, be For realistic, this team would have been good, yeah, I mean. For this team would be great. For a team that has two banners in the metaphorical halls of Overwatch League, even better. Yeah. For one of the best players and a challenger for the greatest of all time title, even better, right? Like, there, there is nothing 
we could have asked for, or there's nothing more we could have like wanted than to see shock at least make playoffs to see that narrative kind of meet an end that was satisfying them not making this playoffs not sati- yeah. it's not satisfying it's it's not resolution this is game of thrones and i shouldn't talk about this because it will trigger Yeska. it's it's the end of it's the final season of game of thrones right mm-hmm. I, am i am i using that correctly the final season of game of thrones like it just it, it just, just didn't sucks. it just didn't it just sucks and it yeah. like nothing no, yeah, ends yeah, yeah, the way right. that it should yep. and it like yep. nothing resolves well and it's just like fuck man everything led yeah, up right. and then it was just a letdown Yep, that's exactly what Game of Thrones was. Got Benny offed. Yeah, <laughs> the shock got Benny offed. Yeah, Twice that's the title. Benny off. They got fucking gambled. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. Um, we'll see what happens after this, but for you know what could be, and you know what seems to be. They also wouldn't have been like this current team wouldn't have been terrible probably. In and and Zarya, yeah, no, yeah, I think Max is pretty good i mean yeah. i think that's another thing that like this t- <laughs> this season did a lot to like a completely annihilate a lot of like just hype from like the contenders players oh, coming sure. in yeah. like max is just i think an afterthought right now same with Junbin. i think yep. they're both just completely afterthoughts when like in contenders they were both gangbusters like max was insane back in contenders i think uh um, i wouldn't sell too hard like if we're buying or no, we're selling I, yeah, yeah i mean but like I'm talking get him about off shock in general, right? Yeah, you get. Yeah. I guess that's the thing is, is like if you get him because he's saying did a lot yep, to kind of exactly. redeem himself when he went over to the Titans and like played extremely well yep. uh, towards the back end of the season. Like the, he's saying that was like on O2 yep. prior, um, but it did. I, I think the shock it, it did hurt a lot of like the hundred percent the stocks in some of these players. Yep, it's also like I still like the theory that. Um... Um. Oh, sorry, my brain's fried. San Francisco Shock assistant coach. Um, Nine K. explained yes. to me um, that he felt this season's meta, especially in the first half with Winston Sombra, uh-huh. is super unfriendly to uh, Korean contenders players. Um, in terms of like, both. It's not like they got where they were just you know, playing Winston 100% of the time or at all Sombra. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And what we learned is it is almost impossible to catch up to the best Winstons in the world uh, yep. within the a means of, like, months, right? Like, you probably need a good year in order to have any chance to catch up. And then... Mm-hmm. When was the last time there was a Sombra meta before this, right? Like, uh, especially yeah, it's in, been quite uh, yeah. So... Like, this really didn't help uh, rookies. And if you have a, um, a hero as experience-dependent, and we didn't just see it from, from uh, contenders players that they had pro- mm-hmm. trouble adapting, but also uh, a lot of tank players, or, like, you look at Dante, like, top-tier sure. top performer on all the other tanks that aren't Winston. Winston rewards experience, if you have a season where like three fourths of the season are being played on Winston, even if you bring it back to the other tank heroes after the fact, like confidence is a thing, and yep. you're already like your brain's already like too tilted to catch up <laughs> and like you know establish reestablish that hierarchy. It has done something to your psyche, yep. especially if you were one of those contenders players that has never taken an L in their career, right? Yeah. Yeah, big wake-up call. So, like, this is true for uh, Toronto Defiance. This is true for the San Francisco Shock, right? And 
Um, I think that had a lot of a uh, lot of a lot to do with how this season went. Of course, external factors and like there's just a ton of volatility. Um, mm-hmm. I will also say like there is just an interesting pattern in the Overwatch League where the champion qualifies for playoffs every single time after afterwards, right? Um, but the runner-up actually has a problem the year after. The only runner-up that ever qualified for the, uh, the playoffs again is the Atlanta Reign. Uh, yeah, after season four, they got into season five um, playoffs. Oh, that's true. So this, I was, pa- I was wondering about London, but yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, they they slid they in through play-ins. They think, barely yeah. slid in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, like, all of this is um, like the, the Overwatch League is at the mid or Overwatch Esports is always at the whims of confidence, of mm-hmm. meta. And you can overcome these, but it's an up- uphill battle, right? It's, oh, it's about, yeah. like, amassing the right talent. There are many ways to win, but there are a ton of ways to lose as well. And oh, even the yeah. best in the game don't, even, don't always have the right answers to every single meta, right? And yeah. I think that's, that's something that we sh- saw with the Shock uh, this year, where... I, by the way, stay Hayden, but Opropa is still a top three, top five player in the world. Um, Probably, yeah. And while his... But Yiska, they didn't make playoffs. Yiska, they didn't make playoffs, Yiska. Yeah, but like that guy almost did it by himself as well. Like, Propa actually played insane against London. Um, yeah. So, there, there's... But you also have to say, part of being a great player is also being a great teammate. And I think, like, a great teammate has the ability to turn this around. And this is, for instance, a, a quality that someone, from all I've heard from Gamba and whatnot, yep. is great in. He's not just like he's like the perfect player on a in, on a tang- um, intangibles uh, area as well, right? So, yep. um, you. You have to improve your game just uh, everywhere, right? In order to be a top competitor. And the psychological aspect of it will forever be very important in esports. It's momentum based, <laughs> it's uh, confidence based, especially FPS titles. Um, yep. And you're so easily in a rut where, like, if three games go differently, you the difference between you finishing first and finishing eighth is absolutely within that variance, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, not because like the difference is three wins, but the difference of losing three unfortunate games in a row makes you lose eight unfortunate games in a row. Okay. Yep. Um, so, I think we also saw this expressed clearly with the Paris Eternal, or sorry, Vegas Eternal, with a rebuild. First two weeks, they actually looked really good in in terms mm-hmm. of like at first, but as soon as that negativity creeps in, like that level drops, and then it's, yeah, it's 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 that one map shambles. five they lost, I think. What yeah, the Boston. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of some mentality, a lot of some momentum, and uh, I think that's where London once again excelled. They yes. they had to find themselves, but their ability to bring it back and like sort of like succeed as a cohesive team unit is undeniably one of the strength of this team. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, even, like, 
for listeners and, and viewers, I want you to think of like your own friend group and like when adversity affects like your your game friends. Like think of all the friends that you play games with. What's the like like the number one thing? Like start putting people into boxes for a second, and that's not necessarily nice to do, but like let's be real for a second. People tend to shut down. Then there are those that are a little bit more like conducive of having some leadership skills and they try to repair things. They try to get like people talking that, you know, they're trying to, you know, don't don't die on me. Like, let's 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 get back in the game for a second. Let's let's start like they can sense that you're shutting down. There are those that like get really like irritated and they start complaining a lot, which can kind of bring down the mood. Like there are all these like very like archetypical things into me. San Francisco didn't have somebody in that leadership position. And we talked about this a couple shows ago that like, I feel like Violet did in some facet. I was going to ask not, actually <laughs> what we think about the Violet thing. I think that like unironically, I know other, everybody's like, Oh, could have, should have kept Violet, should have kept Violet. I don't know that you could have, but you needed to kind of fill the intangible role that I think we're kind of assuming he filled. And that to me in some way, whether it was like super positive or it was just like so toxic that it like right righted the ship eventually, you know what I mean? Um, whether like maybe he was like the Jordan that everybody hated, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of rallied everybody, like, okay, like fuck that guy, but like he he's got a point. Um like there's there's ways of doing it that like shock just didn't have, and it felt like that just helped to kind of get away from him. And I agree, guess like there's just so much that goes into like losing confidence and losing momentum and like yes the metas did definitely didn't help them um but i think london is like a easy example to kind of show that like again we're an esport that doesn't play a lot on land either and it's like now we're going to like playoffs will be on land it, it there almost isn't a more beneficial attribute that i'd want on my team in an esport that is so chaotic then somebody or then yeah, somebody like someone or some somebody like some of the people on London that can repair things. They're always talking. They're always trying to communicate. They're not the best players in the world. I don't even think they would tell you. I don't think Backbone's going to like boldface tell me that he can be, you know, shoulder to shoulder with proper. You know what I mean? This isn't like a prolly and faker situation. They know where they're at, but they find other ways to win. They can kind of succeed in other avenues. They're not just going to like boom in a game. They'll find they'll figure it out. And I feel like that is also going to help them when it comes to like getting into playoffs. I ri- like P- I feel like people are going to write them off, and I want to echo Kenobi's point. Um, and it's something that I'm I, I've written about and will be on GG Recon. I unironically think London Spitfire will be a top four team in playoffs. Hmm. Unironically, I think there is just so much going for them that like this the like the percentage for me is just far too high not to just want to bet on it. Like there's so much going. Like there's no pressure. They're walking into a meta that's not figured out. I think historically we've seen Reinhardt. Usually, I'm glossing over a lot, but like just <laughs> like archetypically play well into Zarya comps to a degree. Um, like there's just a lot going for them, and uh, yeah, I think that like them being on land and them being, and I don't want to say friends or family, but like they're they have. It seems very apparent that they have a good team culture. And that was like very much something that I remember Nuki and Chris talking about when they approached this in 2021. And it's, I think, paid off in extremely, extremely well for them. Um, and I think that's going to to continue to like reap dividends, um, especially in, in the high prices situation like a land. You know, you've got the crowd affecting you. You've got like real 
emotions kind of like just be just being bombarded on stage like it's it's a different environment we've we've heard this time and time again um in this esport and outside of it like lands are different um and i don't expect london to kind of buckle you know yeah unless they play the mayhem and then get reverse swept <laughs> i mean that's certainly possible um luckily they won't have to do that in groups um but before and we won't get into the the playoff bracket just yet um we're going to be saving that for next show which we'll see who who shows up i believe kenobi will probably be there but we'll see how schedules align one thing i do want to get to before we close out uh things is obviously uh the roster window uh never closed uh the window's open the squirrels are in um and apparently again you just flew in who are you is now a member of the florida mayhem good god almighty could anything not go correct for them this season I think <laughs> florida is uh how do you mess this up like i, I no it's intended it's, like i think like we're re- like yes, there are mess ups, but this is intended clearly, right? It's been known oh, no, for no, no. a while. I'm, I'm, I'm more speaking of like you can't like ask for a better situation for the mayhem. Like you, you, oh, right. you can't like fuck I this mean, up. Like, yeah, like I mean, you can't write the shit. They, they didn't even, they didn't even like. They're getting rid of like someone who I thought would be probably pretty good. Like, checkmate. Yeah, probably is, pro- is, is a probably, decent Genji. Is probably pretty good at Genji. I mean, you, to be fair, you're trading him in for. I'm gonna fucking just say top three Genji all time. I don't. Yeah, no. I, I, think, right. I don't hate it's that. Not, I don't, don't think hate it's that. It's really close either. I think it's like Hawk Saul, and then like who are you and Architect? You know, some Shout outs. I think there's some people. The real ones there, remember. Like who are you? Is him, bro, on Genji? It's just yeah. it's insane. I mean, last year even with Shanghai and how um, I mean during Jotes, I mean yeah, a lot of people will say it was like a um, uh, very much towards like the tank was important. The uh, sojourn was also very important, which is true. But like, you still gotta perform. And who yeah. are you performed yet last year extremely well during that meta on a meta where Genji was very important. And this seems like it's going to be. I mean, with this signing, I would be shocked if we're not seeing Genji a lot yeah. and very high priority. That you don't sign someone like this unless they're playing Genji or Doom. But Doom isn't relevant as like a DPS anymore. It's yeah. a tank. So this this screams to me. There's a Genji meta that's happening. Mayhem want one of the best Genjis to ever touch the keyboards in this game. So I mean, I like this team is going to be insanely good during this mm-hmm. meta. If they weren't already, now it's going to be even better when you bring someone like Who Are You to the table. Yep. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, no, good pickup. Um, certainly going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a little funny that this is allowed. Uh, I think <laughs> in a season like this, you might as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, competitive integrity is lol, right? Like, also just, like, from a pr- perspective of, like, player earning power and whatnot, uh, this is super cheap, right, to to mm-hmm. hire someone last minute. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, we're here. What can we do? <laughs> um, I mean, I... I I think I hear the jadedness there, but it's also like I I want the best playoffs possible, and if that means that the window also, stays I mean, open and you just get better players and you just ship them over and we just get a better final because of it, I don't hate that. I mean, I'd be it'd be if who are you does come and play like you know who are you is on Genji. I'm 
no other team was willing to pick him up, I guess, and he was on a contenders team, technically, yeah. like, I mean, he wasn't an out. I mean, he was last year now, but he's not anymore, so. Yep. He's not a, a on a technical, because I guess I think you kind of, like, sniffed around the rules for a little bit and, and kind of were very specific in, like, the over an Overwatch League franchise contract. It didn't matter if he was playing on a contenders team in the Overwatch League as APAC kind of introduced those teams, but yes. it was because he was not on a league franchise contract. From just like an entertainment yeah. point of view, it's not the worst thing that we're oh. getting one of the best Genjis ever to be at a tournament where Genji's going to be pretty important. I'll, I'll do you one better. I think it, it does something to someone's legacy, not someone the player. I know that that's very confusing <laughs> to me, so I'm sorry. Um, but when you look at the story of Who Are You, Homie never really got another chance at like in the big, big games right like yes he's an overwatch league champion he has a ring he didn't play he was he was a bench warmer you know what i mean the last time that he was in a big final he got benched no last year he didn't play no he played he played during the jotes meta was that last year i'm talking about like a like a championship game i mean that would i mean technically mid-season i mean okay you mean like owl championship yeah like, i mean like okay. major final i well, I, I mean think... he was i mean if we count the tournaments from last year as like major tournaments <sighs> then like he was in that i suppose jotes was yeah. what it was a summer showdown was jotes i'd have to go back and look it, but he definitely was in that final cause they played soul uh in that final and they won like pretty handed if it's not international then i kind of okay then yeah then it it was not an international turn okay yeah that's that's where i'm like "Eh." like it matters of course it does and i think it matters for like a lot of the contender stuff that he's done and he's been extremely successful there but like when when we're looking back to like how he came up alongside lunatic high he was going to be this prodigal player and like got benched for fucking guido at the last in the 23rd hour and they win because of it and like he never really got a chance to like write that you know what i mean like when you think of like boxing or MMA or even maybe even football, like you never get to like write that loss and go, yeah, we we fucking sucked it up versus that team, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get it back later on. You know what I mean? Like, who are you really never got a chance to get it back? And this is like for the last final, and let's be real, like it might just be the last playoffs, that might be the last final, to advance from the most difficult group on a a loophole. On an extremely good team that probably shouldn't be as good as they are, like just coming from like you know tier power rankings from the preseason, like I don't think anybody was just jamming mayhem in top one, and like right now you could easily say that, right? Like I think there would be nothing more, like it would it would it would be such a nice story for him and his legacy. I think that would be just super super dope to see when we talk about like shock not necessarily resolving the narrative i feel like who are you getting to the finals and like bringing florida a title after how shit that franchise has been but also like writing his legacy i think would be fucking like you i couldn't ask for a better final you know what i mean like that would be really cool obviously that's a that's a leap of logic and like they actually have to get to the final in the first place but the possibility of that being a narrative we can kind of see play out for the playoffs is super exciting mm-hmm. and hope hopefully that's something that the the desk and you know the content team ramps up but I'm not gonna hold my breath personally that would be another flat circle by the way like yeah off time <laughs> would be crazy like shining dragons back. like became detritus uh 
Phoenix from the Ashes back to Detritus, and then, <laughs> like, Who Are You wins the final in two, 2023, just like 2016. Like, yeah, that was on Genji carrying. Okay. Of all, yeah, of like you couldn't, you you can't ask for a better way to like right the wrong. And by the way, he's already there. And Gunba had some interesting things to say about uh, who are you as a personality as well. And um, mm. yeah, like I I think this is huge for the mayhem. Yeah, I think it is. It is. It, I think people are stating it correctly, but I don't think they realize just how good Big this kid is yeah. yeah i mean like let's be honest he almost willed o2 to the playoffs yeah it was really good you know like this this he still like got a, it. it feels like a meta that meta that is going to be very heavily genji dependent right it's not gonna, yeah i don't think there, it's going to be like last there's going to be room for you to like just will because yeah because i think it's not going to be like last year where it was very Clean up. Sojourn dependent. Yes. Because of how uh, insane she was. She's not like the same. I mean, she, I think Sojourn will have pop off moments. Yes. Yep, um, of course. But it won't be like last year where it was like very, very prevalent. Like the, the Sojourn kind of makes the team uh, whenever she was like kind of relevant. A hundred percent. And let's let's just assume that she is. Let's assume that you can be a playmaker there. Let's let's count the playmakers on the floor to Mayhem right now. Right. You have merit right. on Sojourn. Yep. A playmaker is somebody like that is someone who's going to just will a fight before it starts and just get you ahead. Then you have someone. I don't think I need to kind of explain how fucking versatile this kid is, whether it's Junker Queen, whether it's Arya. He will pilot it and be exceptional. Period. The end. Will he be the best? We'll have to wait and see. He will contend. That's what's important here. Then you've got who are you? If we're going to look back at the Jotes meta and talk about how much maybe Genji was more of a cleanup character for the most part, even then, you still had people like Sparkle back in the day. Like, he was just kind of winning you games. Like, he would be a playmaker in a role that was more about kind of cleaning up the Sojourn and the Junker Queen's damage than anything else. Like, he was the one also contributing a ton of damage, who were uh, proper as well, being extremely good at that. Um, it, it, Like... This is a team that is going to, like, as much as we want to glaze Dallas, Mayhem probably equally so should be in that, like, contentious area. And it wouldn't shock me if, like, that's what's crazy about Group 2 and Group B, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, I don't hate anybody, but maybe, sorry, Rostin, but maybe Infernal making it out. Like, if you want to tell me if Mayhem Fuel make out, great. If Mayhem Outlaws make it out, great. If Fuel Outlaws make it out, great. Like, there's there's so many, like, is you it can't Poco's really Zarya time, dude. <laughs> oh God, please don't. Um, yeah, it's 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 insane how stacked Group Two is. Um, yeah, the Mayhem have have done a little bit I of think, highway I mean, robbery. To be fair, I think that like in terms of like the groups, I, like obviously I think Group Two is or like Group B is Group of Death, and I yeah. don't really think it's close. Um, but it's not like Group A is like a slouch either. Yes, Atlanta's there, but like I don't know if I want to play London like i uh, yeah i mean yeah i think spark not spark infernal i i think did the right thing actually in moving them to that Get out. i don't want to deal with i them. don't want to deal with that team nope. i know that i'm like if i i i want what i know right and i know mm-hmm. that if i play against dallas houston and mayhem they're probably going to play besides like maybe mayhem 
they're sure. probably going to be a team that like that, that are going to play standard. Yeah. And I want to be the cheese team. Like, I want to be the team yes. that does like weird shit. Right? And like, I don't want three teams in my bracket that do weird shit like me. Fuck that. Go yeah. fucking play somewhere else. I don't want you here. I, I, I would not want to play London when I just have to lose twice and I'm out of the tournament. Because yep. it's just, it's too high variance. So yep. get them the fuck out of there. And then, I mean, yeah, it like makes it theoretically easier for like the top teams in Group A. But I still think that this is very, like it's very, like you said, there is potential for London to just find a way out of this group because no one's going to be playing what they're doing. Like it's, yep. it's possible. I think anyone from... Group two, beside like I think Infernal is like what I would consider the weakest, but even then it's like fine. And then Group B yeah. e is or Group one is like London again. If you're looking at it on paper, consider the weakest, but you still have a team that's just playing like five incredibly well-oiled machines, and they're doing well. Like they got here for a reason. And then yep. Spark is Spark Chinese Super Team. Atlanta's Atlanta, Boston. This is I, I think in terms of what we're gonna have matchup wise. I don't see a matchup that I look at and I'm like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Every matchup I see in this in this bracket looks like fun, yeah. at least at the start. Yep, 100%. Very excited to see what Atlanta looks like. You know, again, kind of ended the season a little quiet, uh, especially coming off of like a dominant regular season performance, you know, suffering some losses, which was a little, you know, out of character for them. Um, they've had time to prep. They've they've had all the time in the world to kind of get lips back, back in form. Sojourn too. Lip and... Lips got the ball, and it's not like Stalker's a slouch. You know what I mean? Nope. Like he's a fucking gamer. Um, the interesting the whole... thing though is that Hawk, I guess, is playing Zarya. I would imagine. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine that he would be the starter. So that's going to be another you know narrative to kind of resolve, where it's like, okay, this has been Dong Hack's team for a lot of the season. Yeah. Is Hawk going to you know? Is that going to change things up? You know, it's. We're going to have to see. Um, but we are getting a little long in the tooth. Jessica has had a, like a 24-hour day, um, so we are going to get out of here. Uh, but on that topic, Jessica, is there anything coming down the pipeline that you want to tease? Oh, I got so many how, interviews in the pipeline. How pipe. much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I'm trying to get all eight head coaches on... Um, on uh, record before the f uh, finals, just like 30 minutes interviews here and there. Mm -hmm. um, then I already did an interview with Backbone. I'm not sure when that's coming out. Um, Come. And like, if you're a player listening to this and you want to, you know, have some memory for the f future, we all know in what kind of position we are. Maybe you're even thinking about retirement and you just want to, you know, Record the moments and like have something for the future and like have your fans also interact with it. Reach out to me uh, via DMs. Twitter DMs are open, I believe. Like, if you're down for it, like I'm, I'm happy to have that. Either like before the finals, if you have something to say about the playoffs, or after, I'm open to that as well. All right, Kenobi. Anything coming down the pipeline? Uh, for you? Not. No, Contenders is over for, uh, well, at least, I mean, there's Contenders in Korea, but NA and EMEA uh, currently think we're done. Um, Collegiate will be soon, though. That is in, uh, what's the month after this? October. It's going to be in October, mid-October. Uh, definitely go check that out. Collegiate is a really um, interesting place now, especially with all the, like, talent that's yeah. there. Dante's on Maryville right now, so... Are they just um, clapping? Tell me they're just clapping. They're clapping. 
Okay, uh, we're you. we're in Swiss format right now, and I think they're uh, they might be undefeated. I don't know. Um, It'd be sad if they sure. weren't. I'd be. I'm not. They, they're very good though, still. Like so. Um, yeah, but like Maryville's kind of kind of poking around still, or, or not Mary Maryville's like the top team. It looks like, and then like Northwood's still very good. Um, uh, Fisher has gotten a lot of good players from like Wisp, who are the champions uh, of contenders recently. Very good series that I was really happy with the last day we had a contenders. Um, two seven mappers, which we haven't had, I think, um, at least in a very long time to my knowledge. So that was really nice between both the regions. Uh, and then I will be in Toronto. Uh, so Og. that'll be fun. Uh, I'll relay my information on the fans to Yiska because I know that that's his favorite part. <laughs> Live beat reporting from the stands. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I've I think in general this year for Overwatch has been I know there's like a lot of ups and downs, but for me at least, I think Grand Finals is going to be really good, and I think it's going to be nice to like finally be on land again, yeah, um, with the fans in the house. The arena is nice too, so um, yeah, I think it'll be a great Grand Finals, and we'll have a lot of fun. Dope. All right, three fifteen coming at you next week. With playoff previews, we're going to do some bracketology, all that good shit, so stay tuned. Um, we're out of here, though. Adios. Peace.